still right now, that's like a good chunk of my business. So the big question is, what are the top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? If you ever thought about this, you're not alone. No one has been able to get the answers until now. We spent the last few years helping agents sell billions in real estate, rubbing shoulders with top producers, which got us thinking. How can we expose more people to these insights to help raise the standard in the whole real estate industry? We then realized that we could help bridge the gap by getting secrets from the best of the best so that you can succeed. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Now you're reinventing yourself. So the next step that I know it's super important to you and one of the tips that you shared with us before you even got rolling was you study successful agents but I think it goes even above and beyond the agents, right? You study yeah. successful people. So can you talk a little bit more about that and elaborate like some of your role models, like who are you looking after with your coaches and your mentors as you're implementing these habits? What else are you picking up on? Well, one, my role models like growing up was my mom. So just give you some background, like she's an OBGYN. She was she was the whole reason I went to healthcare. Um, you know, she has one of the most difficult and stressful, you know, specialties in the field of medicine. Like, sure. um, I'll give you a perfect example. You know, I used to play like in middle school, I would, um, I'd be playing video games to like 3am and she'd be going into work. And it's like, all right, Jerome, I'll see you in the morning. I'll drop you off at six. You and Francis, that's, that's how we got introduced to the golf course or like my mom would drop us off at six or 7am and we were left there for 12 hours and we loved it. But again, she is, I've never heard her once complain ever in my lifetime. And she had, again, she's on call all the time. Whenever we schedule like Thanksgiving dinner christmas she is unable to basically meet us because she's always on call like the past two years hey france goes hey mom pops do you want to do you know thanksgiving or christmas up here she goes no i can't i'm on call like she's literally working every day and that's where i developed my work ethic i've, I've met your mom and yeah. there are very few people that are as dedicated and exceptional per se as as, as she is because she's very dedicated to her craft to you guys and as a family as well again she's never complained a day in her life and the other part of the story is that you know she did residency in the philippines and she was pregnant like the whole time she doesn't drink or alcohol or coffee and then once she did residency in the philippines which is four years of working nonstop. We moved to the United States. It didn't count. So not only did she have to redo residency, she had to do a year of research in Chicago and then reapply. And in that year of, in that year of Chicago with the research, there were 12 of us in a three bedroom apartment. Wow. And I didn't realize that it was like that until I saw Francis's Ted talk on YouTube on like the port importance of mentorship. Cause at the time I was so oblivious 
to that stuff. You know, I was in kindergarten. I think that's when 9-11 happened. You know, I was just, you know, we're fresh, like from the Philippines. I was just excited to see snow for the first time. I was watching Power Rangers every day. I didn't like care about that stuff. Like it was probably a nicer apartment than our place in the Philippines. Again, I was so oblivious to that, but you know, she, she just grinds. She's incredible work ethic, never complains. And again, she just gets stuff done. So it all starts at home. I, I actually have the same, like not the same story, but obviously, but I think I, I think that this is super important. I think work ethic of everything. I want to go in deeper into some other people that you definitely follow. There's a few names you've mentioned. I'm sure there's agents that you kind of want to say that, you know, what, who, who and what you've learned from them. But like my dad as well had three jobs growing up and I always remember it, him waking up, like going to bed at midnight and he'd be up at 4am to start work again. So he would provide for the family. And I, I just have ingrained in my mind, he wasn't there a lot, but it was because he was providing for our family. And therefore, like when I've grown up, when I'm working 10, 12, 14, 15, 16 hours a day, it doesn't feel like anything to me because my childhood was like, I watched a man literally work his fingers to the bone for like decades. This wasn't like a couple of years. Like this is like a whole childhood, right? So I think work ethic of all the traits that one person could be given. I mean, there's some amazing ones. You know, I don't want to go like, oh, you can have work ethic or kindness. They're not mutually exclusive, but work ethic, I actually think is the biggest one that defines whether you'll be successful in life or not. I think if you are out there and you are grinding it out and you are putting in a a lot of work and you're working smart as well and you are finding mentorship, like you said, is huge. It's like, it is huge. Um, I seek out mentors all the time like all the time, anybody, anyone that can coach me, mentor me to help me skip as many falls, you know, that we discussed earlier. Um, so let's, uh, yeah, let's go into some more. Obviously your mom sounds like she's your biggest hero. So, yeah. So mom is one. And then also obviously Francis. So in the first year, it was not difficult, even though I had zero results, it was not difficult for me to work every day and really learn because when you see the end product of success, it's not difficult to work every day. Like, you know, he was, again, he was my influence. I just naturally pick up and do everything that he does since we were like four. Every, yeah, you I guys just have a very special and a close bond as well, right? Yeah. Me and Francis are like really close. We talk every day and ever since, you know, I can remember, like, I've always... Can you define a little bit more when you say, what is the end product? You know, just a lot of hard work and, you know, the end product of, like, just just how successful and, you know, how influential he's been. You know, people don't realize that, you know, he, he helped pay for my little sister's tuition. Chloe is the last one. Our parents kind of struggled a little bit, you know. She's a doctor, but I was gonna say Chloe's in medical school. Right, no, no, she's she's in. Um, she's the last one at Delaware. Okay. And you know, since you know, money was always tight for us. We're my dad was constantly reminding us, 
is like, hey, you know, we can't afford this, you know, you need to do this. But and that was that was tough on us because growing up, like my brother and I always hung out with like the people that were well off or the people they had golf car, they lived on the golf course um, and stuff. Like, it, again, it was, it was really tough to be reminded. like, Hey, we can't do this. Like, again, we were reminded of our financial situation and, you know, we we're just sick and tired of it. So did you, I'm curious when you were hanging around people on the golf course, when you weren't in that situation, did you find that compelling? Like, were you like, I actually want to be here one day, but I want to be the person that can afford to do this and not worry about it. Was that ever kind of going on in your mind? Or was it like, you know, how, how did you process that? Because I know some people might be might be like jealousy, envy, or it might be like, actually, I just want to be there, I respect them, you know? Yeah, well, at the time, you know, when I was in like middle school, it's like, oh, it is what it is. But it, that definitely pushed me to, you know, again, in, when I'm in middle school, I'm not thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to be that one day. But it, it is lately now. Um, what pushes me is that, and again, I was so close to running out of money in that first year that now I just work so much. Because like, the year before I got licensed, I had I, I couldn't even buy my parents and siblings Christmas presents and that was like I was like all right this is this sucks like I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and like I just wanted to work so hard I wanted this so badly and that was a big part of my why like if you have a powerful why you can persevere through anything 100% agree 100% agree yes I mean I think I, I love the fact that you used your brother but I also think that anybody could, with mentorship, they can come from anywhere. They don't have to be family. They could be someone in the office. It, sometimes it's not even people in the industry. You know, I know if it's real estate specific, you want to learn real estate, but, you know, is there any other mentors? Is there any other people you've found connected with, you know, how you networked, uh, who, who have helped in your journey, who've helped shortcut certain things? Um, again, those two were the primary, like, mentors and role mentors, but... Um, you know, in terms of role models, I, I kind of like looked up to Elon Musk in terms of like tenacity and perseverance. He, this my favorite story is like, you know, when he started SpaceX, his first three launches utterly failed. They blew up, and he only had enough money for one more launch, and the fourth one, you know, succeeded. Took off. It's yeah. like, all right, well, if he can do that. You know, I can just grind out and just keep going at it. And it's not, I knew I wasn't, you know, obviously there were no like results, like monetarily, but I was just learning every day. And all it took for me, was a few texts from Francis saying, you're doing a good job. That's, that's it. That's all I cared about. He's the only person whose, you know, opinion that I really cared about. Or I got a few, I had a handful of great jobs from like the rental properties that I did. And that's, that's all I needed. That's literally all I cared about. Dude. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. Cause a lot of agents shy away from doing what's required and for the first year. Right. And, and even going into your second year, you just touched on this. You just kind of said it in passing, but you even did rentals. 
you didn't care where the business was coming from. You were just out there and grinding, right? Yeah. And um, still right now, that's like a good chunk of my business. You know, the rental properties, one, they like boost your confidence and really have you develop your skills. One of the first, like, one of the first, like, real rental properties I did, I was like, you know, I did, again, it's a confidence booster. I did one show. Francis said, hey, can you lease this building for me? I did one showing and lease it out. And I was like, I took that blueprint or whatever I did and learned from that. And I was like, all right, well, let me just do this for the rest of my transactions. Like, I remember I, I just, that whole transaction was my first time like communicating through the client with text message. Everything before that, I just tried to email. I was like, oh, mate, I think email's more professional. But I did that all through text message. I And Peter, you can attest to this. Like You've been my client. Yeah, I, texted I know. You, exactly. I, I texted you for every, I was like, hey, these, this, this, I have these three schedules. I gave you feedback immediately. They want this. Yeah. Like, again, I use that to develop my skills. And, you know, one of the things that I learned in the Keller Williams training programs is that, you know, renters are your 401k. They will turn into buyers eventually. But again, so I survived just mainly doing a lot of smaller transactions and gaining confidence through that. Yeah. So, so like, I think, you know, when I moved down to Florida, obviously I wasn't able to show the house. So when Francis was like, Hey, you know, Jerome will take on your listing. I said, it's a no brainer. And I think what really set you apart is kind of what I was looking for was that high level of communication, right? That personal touch, that communication, like you said, you, you would text me, Hey, I got so-and-so scheduled. Like I would just literally email you or, or text you the screenshots of the people that were hitting me on Zillow when I wasn't able to actually get back to them. You would call them, schedule them, hound them, chase them down, show them yeah. <laughs> my and property. Like, like sheer speed too. I think that's like. Yeah. I, I would literally me, text you and you would text me back like within the minute. You know, hey. You I hit me up them. for the, you hit me up for this podcast like three days ago. You said, hey, do you want to do this? You sent me the Google Calendar invite within 30 seconds. I already accepted it. Yeah. So, like, so it's, speed is everything, especially in this business. It's the timing, right? And for me, I'm so impatient and I like to work at a quick pace. I don't like to leave people waiting. Some of these agents that I work with, it takes them a week to draft paperwork, another week to, you know, send something back. And I'm just like, oh my God, I want to freaking kill myself. Dude, late Labor Day weekend, I had to call an agent 17 times before they picked up my phone call. They probably were just like, you know, thinking it's like a car warranty person. <laughs> Lauren said that results. the culture down there is so different that, you know, they yeah. don't work at the city pace. You know, they take their weekends off. And even even I ha- I worked with one lender in California. One, there's the three-hour time difference. And they're like, you know, I'm texting them at like midnight on a weekend. And they're like, he's like, Jerome, like. It's the weekend. What are you doing? Come on up. You know, I'll just send it one. I was like, no, <laughs> send this. Like we have deadlines and you work at a snail's pace. Like hurry up. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I think that's that's my biggest complaint for down here, but it's also my biggest compliment to you is because there's that level of urgency that I think sets you apart as well, right? If something can be done right now today within the next half an hour, it doesn't wait until the half an hour, it gets done now. And and that's really one of the things that I think you've really implemented, but it's also the way of life for you guys, right? It's that speed, it's that constant strive. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. In the next episode, they will be revealing more of their secrets to success. But before that, I've got something super special for you. If you want exclusive access to more trade secrets, courses, coaching, completely free, then text us the word ELITE to 954-998-0288. It's completely private, invite only. This is where we share ultra-exclusive content that's either never been shared before or would cost you thousands to get your hands on. So if you want access to all of this completely for free, text us the word ELITE to 954-998-0288. Then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com and enter the one-time passcode we will have sent you to your phone. Can't wait to have you as part of the community.